Hi guys, welcome to episode 15 of the Natural Physique podcast. I hope you're all doing well. For myself, unfortunately, I have woken up feeling um, a bit under weather. I've had some sort of stomach slash virally thing overnight. Um, and yeah, I've barely been able to eat today. Um, so I really hope this doesn't um, develop into anything because I have just got over illness. Well, around the years I had uh, the flu. Um, and then I had a good stint of training up until now, and now this comes, so I'm hoping hoping it's nothing too serious. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to rest up. Unfortunately, I actually have a, a posing online posing session this afternoon um, to sort out some of my posing. That was one of the, the biggest feedbacks I got from 2021 was to do a little bit of work on the posing and presentation, so it's something I want to get sorted. I'm obviously going to give it my best in that session, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, anyway, in today's episode, um, I am going to be just chatting to you guys a little bit of an, a life update from myself, um, an update on my off-season and sort of the, the plans for this year, um, as well as just going a little bit into um my uh, uh sorry into training splits as well it's going to be very much off the off the cuff this podcast so um i don't normally i'll write some notes down but this one i'm just very much going to free ball it so um hopefully hopefully it just doesn't turn into waffle but we'll see um anyway yeah so update on myself obviously um i have been pushing from new years now um that was I got I got ill over New Year's. I had the flu um for a few days, and then ever since then I've had a really good stint of training this January. It's been very productive. First two weeks were kind of easing back in, and then the last two weeks have been like super super productive, and it's a bit annoying because <laughs> I've got this now. But I'm just hoping it, it doesn't. It's not too serious. I'm just resting up as much as I can today. Um, but yeah, it's been um a good stint. My plan is to commence uh, prep in sort of April time um, and then I have a planned a few shows. I'm still undecided with shows this year, guys, um, namely because a few of the show dates haven't been released. Um, so I am still waiting on show dates to be released and um, I'm tempted to do a PCA show. Um, so PCA in the UK, if, if any of you guys are from the UK, it's also an international as well. Um, I believe a few countries have PCA. I don't know if every, every country does, but a lot of countries do have a um, PCA. Now, it's, um, it's probably one of the leading federations, but it's an untested federation. Um, the reason I want to step in is because I am um, getting to the point where I am quite a big men's physique competitor, um, so um, I think I would stand a chance against some of these assisted guys, and I think like I would have nothing to lose going to one of your shows, um, and I kind of want to prove to you guys, like, um, you know, you can still stand against the assisted guys, even if you're natural, and you can still, obviously my, my goal is to spread the message that you can build a great physique naturally as well. Um, I went into a lot of that in the last episode, you know, I've come from that place where I was was a skinny kid at one point um, and didn't think it would be possible. But here we are. I think if I was to look back, um, you know, if I was to go back 10 years ago and see my physique now, I'd be I'd be impressed. Give myself a little tap on the shoulder. So, um, yeah. So the goal is to commence prep in April. At the moment, um, my body weight is tending 
back up to where it was in the first push-up. So before today, um, I weighed in this morning at 98.5 kilos. My first push-up, I got up to 100, very uncomfortably getting up to 100. That was tough. Um, and now I'm starting to notice some of those effects. Like originally, I've, I was been experiencing these digestive issues, and I get that just when food is so high. Um, I think it's a combination of, you know, uh, stress. When you're heavier um, and when you're training very hard, stress can be super high. Um, and it's, it's sort of similar to the, the opposite end of the spectrum, right? So when you're deep into a dieting phase, um, you're also very stressed. So that usually has an impact on my, di my digestion, especially when I'm trying to get in a lot of food. And most of the food I'm trying to get in is easy to digest um, foods. But um, at some point, I normally always run into these issues um, and, you know, experience some digestive issues, uh, which caused me a lot of bother, like trying to get food in. Um, so we got up to that point last time and it was 100 kilos. Um, definitely not in as good of condition as I am now, up at 98 and a half. Um, but that, that 100 was a struggle. We pulled back from there. Um, so we did a mini cut, which was probably a little bit longer than a typical mini cut. We went for about 10 weeks. Um, and then I was in a really good spot then, or about 92, 93 kilos um, to push, continue to push up. And what we've noticed this time around is ever since pushing back up again, the look has been a lot better. So each weight sort of marker for me has looked a lot better than the first time we pushed up. It's a good indication that there has been some muscle being built. Um, obviously as a natural, I'm only going to build muscle at a, a certain rate, but I would like to think when I diet down again, um, there will be a, quite a significant improvement to, especially areas like my arms um, and my top line. That, that's what I wanted to bring up for, for next season. Um, so. Yeah, I'm excited to strip back down and reveal that. So currently sitting that 98, the plan now is kind of just to hold that really. Um, if we get up to 100, I guess it is what it is, but as long as condition stays good, because um, you know, if I'm trying to push more and more food in, um, I'm just gonna be accumulating more fat and that's all gonna have to come off. I want to be in a good position to start prep. Um, in a relatively stress-free spot, so um, that's a plan. Um, but I do have a few other clients competing this season as well, which is very exciting, um, and they'll be starting their prep very soon. Actually, we start prep all around the same time. Um, so uh, I have my client Bradley, who's competing for the first time, and my client Scott. I'm sure they won't mind me mentioning their names. Um, and they are competing at the Heart of England, not Heart of England show, um, the Northern County show, um, the UK DFBA show. Uh, Scott for the Masters and then Bradley will be, we'll see where he is. He's most likely to be in the tall men's physique class. Um, so that's very exciting. I'll be going down with them to that show. Um, I'm most likely not going to be competing at that show anymore. Um, just because I want to be there as a coach um, and help those guys out. Originally, the plan was to be competing there, but um, I want to help these guys out and make sure their first-time experience is enjoyable. On top of that, it's now Dubai. The WMBF Dubai show has been moved to August, so it just wouldn't be a wise idea going to that show 
and I want to look my best for Dubai. That's my, my shot, the, the pro card. Um, so yeah, um, so that's the plan is they, they will be first. And then we're still waiting for the dates for the WMBF Dubai show, um, which is my main show. That's the show I really am going to try and bring my best look to. Um, before, obviously, my look kind of improved um, from show to show. I really just want to show up there with my best look and give it my all. Um, give it my all. My goal this season is to win that WMBF Pro card. Um, I know it can be done. I was very close to it um, last year, obviously fighting in the overall with Josh and David, who have both been on the podcast. Um, but obviously both David and I that year just lost out to Josh, who was obviously phenomenal. And he's he uh, went on to come third at the Pro Show at the World, so I can't be too too hard on myself. Um, but yeah, the goal this year is to, is to win that Pro card um, and I want to be in, in my best shape for the Dubai show. Um, on top of that, after that show, I will have another, if, if I don't quite get the pro card there, I'll have another stab at it in the UK at the WMBF Supernatural show, um, as well as I will probably compete in a UK DFB qualifier. Um, undecided which qualifier yet, but probably most likely um heart of england again because that's their last one um but we'll just all depend on dates um and then of course i mentioned the the pca show which i'm very tempted to do now i think just going into that show will be a good um representation of natural bodybuilding i'd like to kind of go there and stand against some of these assisted guys and you know if if i don't place that show i won't be too disheartened i mean as we've talked about in many episodes, placing isn't everything. And I think that show is going to be quite good. Um, I'll be able to take a lot of pressure off uh, myself. I am um, currently noticing a, a lot of pressure um, or putting a lot of pressure on myself to do well at the WMBF Dubai show, which I'm going to try and try and relax for um, and take some of the approaches some um, the guys have been talking about on the podcast, you know, Harry, um, and David had a very good approach to their shows uh, their last season. So, yeah, um, so the PCA show, I'm going to go in. If, if we place, that will be a bonus, but we'll just no expectations there. Um, and, yeah, the plan is to start in April. I think I've already mentioned that. I'm repeating myself now. But I will be getting Vaughn, my coach Vaughn, on the podcast at some point to run through the plan of action for my prep and perhaps he can shed some light on being a prep coach himself um, and, you know, strategies for going about a prep. So I will be getting him on the podcast. Um, next week, guys, I actually have a very special guest on. Um, that is Joven, uh, Joven Essen. He's coming on the podcast if you don't know Joven, he absolutely stole the show um, in the Natural Men's Physique uh, season last year. First timer, and he won absolutely every single show he uh, he went to. He won, including um, the the Natural Olympia. He won that in the pro, so he won a pro card. Um, he won a PMBA pro card. Went to do his pro debut at the Natural Olympia and took that away. Um, just unbelievable physique. Uh, he's got a super bright uh, future in the sport. Um, so it will be very interesting ha interesting having him on next week talking about that first season 
what his expectations were going into that first uh, season and um, whether that kind of surpassed him winning. Um, I believe he won a WNBF Pro card as well. Just unbelievable. Um, and for such a young guy as well, um, very, very like talented. Um, so I'm excited to see or excited to have him on the podcast next week. Um, and we can go through his season and talk about his plans for his next season as well. So, um, yeah, so that's my sort of off-season update. Um, training has been going very well. Um, I trained um, at the Flex unit. Um, so in Scotland, we are kind of limited to gyms, really. Um, you go down to England, there's plenty of decent gyms. Um, obviously, England's a lot bigger. But um, Scotland, we, we don't have that many kicking about. And Flex unit's one of these like little hidden gems in between sort of Glasgow and Edinburgh and it's a brilliant gym um got some fantastic pieces of kit so I trained legs there with my client Stuart who he competed last year had a really good session um I performed really well in that session as well um but yeah ever since then I have been <laughs> a broken man um and yeah it may be a case that we need to deload soon um, and then go into a new training block, but we can. I'll be discussing that with my coach tomorrow during my check-in. So yeah, so training up until now has been very good. Progression's probably been the strongest I've ever been. Um, it's been good training at Extreme, which is is another really good gym. Just having access to different kit. I was used to training in a pure gym before, um, before now, and having not not the most or the widest array of kit. And I think it's really important, guys, because, you know, I still manage to do really well training at Pure Gym. And I know plenty of um, guys and girls who have been super successful training at commercial gym. So don't, don't like, think that you have to train in, a, like, a private gym facility somewhere to, to, you know, be right at the top. You can certainly make a lot of gains. At some point in your career, you might think, right, now it's time to train at a more private gym where they've got access to some different bits of kit. Um, but for the large majority of you guys, you will be able to make a lot of progress in a pure gym. So, um, yeah, uh, kudos to pure gym because, like, I, I made most of my progress. I built most of my physique there. So, um, yeah, now I'm training extreme. Obviously, it's great having the different bits of kit and that. But, yeah, it's been going good. Um, um, I'm just hoping I get over this this little bug I seem to be having uh, have at the moment and then once I'm over that I'll be back to training I'm meant to be obviously be training posterior tomorrow so that's a big session we'll just have to see see how I feel um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, training splits um, my current split as well and perhaps some splits that you've tried and maybe some questions or frequently asked questions that come up um, when it comes to training splits. Um, so I think when I started, and I know for a lot of guys and girls, they're always trying to find this magical training split. What's the best split? You know, is it full body? Is it push, pull and legs? Um, is it an upper lower split? There's so many different splits and they're all great in their own right. But I think when it comes to choosing your split, guys, I made an Instagram post on this. Um, you need to kind of think, why would I be, or what, what are your sort of objectives? What are you trying to get out of that split, right? Um, so for me, um, training a men's physique, 
Um, obviously, men's physique is heavily reliant on that top line, so you want to be training your chest, your, your arms, your delts, and um, your back as well. You want to be presenting that nice V taper. So obviously, your split has to have a, a, a big emphasis on those sort of body parts, um, and maybe slightly less of an emphasis on the legs, um, because you know your legs aren't being shown on stage. However, that doesn't mean not to train legs. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that in a, a previous um, previous podcast. But my point is, it has to suit your needs, guys. It has to suit your objectives, your goals, your needs. Um, and your needs are also, you know, what is your daily or what is your routine like from Monday to, or your weekly routine? Do you have commitments during the week? How many sessions can you actually commit to? Um, what level are you currently at? Are you a beginner? Are you intermediate? Are you advanced? You know, how many days can you recover from? Um, but there's there's many different splits and they're not only like weekly splits because, you know, the current split I'm doing is a weekly split, but you can get 10 day splits. You can get bi-weekly splits um, where, you know, you're repeating a movement every you know 10, 10 days to two weeks um so there's there's loads of different options guys and it's what's really important is that the split you're doing is meeting your goals so you know for me men's physique the split i'm on um i do have a large emphasis on push movement so that's that's meeting it from that perspective and i'm able to recover from the split as well a lot of people always go into a split with doing way too much i find that they're looking on Instagram, trying to find the latest trend and movement and trying to hit as many different movements as they possibly can to hit as many different muscle groups. Well, you can definitely prioritize certain muscle groups in one, one mesocycle. And then the next mesocycle, you can prioritize a different one so you can rotate exercises out. Um, so that's important as well that you don't have, you know, with your split, it's not fixed in stone, like it's changeable. Um, and that would be kind of going into how, how do we actually go ahead and make progressions, um, which I'll, I'll touch on, um, but I don't want to go too, too in depth with that. Um, but yeah, for, for a good split, guys, like, you know, um, push-pull legs, really, really good, um, works well for me. I do a push-pull legs uh, posterior um, push, so I do two push sessions. The push, push sessions includes arms as well. Um, so... My, my split, so I'll, I'll go into the details, but Monday um, is my pool day. Tuesday, I'll train legs, and Wednesday, I will train push and arms. Um, so typically, I find that I need a little bit more energy for that um, leg session. I usually place it right towards the beginning of the week. Um, I want to have a, an emphasis on the, the upper body. Um, you know, it's... it's uh, obviously very important for men's physique. So the pool session will come first. And typically that uh, Wednesday, I can go in being pretty battered from legs and still get a really effective push session. So try and um, manage the recovery time between those sessions. So I will then rest before training legs again um, on the Friday, which will be posterior, which will be a mix of hamstrings, glutes, and um, back work. Um, so that is a big session, rest before that and then into push on Saturday and that Saturday session um, I'm, usually, I'm recovered from the, the push session on Wednesday by then until I get to a point with your sort of training split when you're you know maybe five to eight weeks in 
you're starting to notice the, the overlapping um, muscle soreness, signs of fatigue, you need to deload, pull back, um, and then reset and go again. Um, so that's very much my split, um, but a regular push-pull leg split will, will work as well. Um, some of my guys at the moment who are um, in men's physique, I actually have them only training legs once a week, so they'll be doing push-pull legs, rest, push-pull. So we'll be training push and pull, twice a week because that's the areas we need for men's physique um, and a, a lot of my guys are competing in men's physique um, so I have some guys doing that um, other guys other people on board my team um, are doing full body splits so a full body split is great as well if you're also limited on time um, and you can only train three maybe four days a week um, this is a great option um, typically I would provide a full body split for maybe more of a lifestyle client as well. Um, someone who's, you know, doesn't have the goals or aspirations of stepping on a stage, but just wants to look and feel great. Full body splits work very well. Um, and you can take a full body split from beginner right the way up to advanced as well. Um, so that it's scalable. A full body split can be very scalable um, and you're getting frequency in there, which obviously is super important. Um, for hypertrophy is getting that frequency on each group. So we could be training, you know, legs and full body one. Um, we've got two big leg or one big leg movement, uh, an accessory movement. We could then recover pretty nicely for full body two, have a day's rest, go into full body two. Another two leg movements, maybe the, the on that full body one, slightly quad based. On the second time around, they're slightly hamstring based. Um, and then you're getting the three frequency of at least twice a week, if not three times a week, which is great. So I reason I think full body splits are quite overrated and, and not used that often, um, but they can be applied to, as I say, all different levels. Upper and lower, upper and lower work very well too. Um, it's in the sense, it would be just like splitting your upper and lower half, so kind of half of the full body, I guess you could say. Um, and I've run upper lower splits before in the past, had great outcomes from them. Again, it's goal dependent, guys. You know, an upper lower split might be quite good um, if you're looking to compete in powerlifting as well, um, or you have very much strength-based goals and you want to get the frequency on some of the bigger movements in there, or if um, you know, if you're into bodybuilding, upper lower split could work very nicely as well, getting that frequent frequency on the legs. So the answer, guys, is there's not really one good split. It all depends. Um, and you know, I've given you some examples there, but there's really not any right or wrong answers to what's best. Um, I think it's important you do work with a coach um, if you don't have any clue on this because what I get as a coach is I get a lot of data coming back from my clients. So they will we'll run a split and perhaps that split isn't right to begin with. Like for them, maybe we need to make some changes to that, but that's all data coming back to me. You know, like I'm getting loads of overlapping soreness, right? I've, I've got the knowledge to set a good basis there and then we need to adjust it to that individual because everyone is so different when it comes to training. Um, and we have to, I have to work alongside that client and the client's needs. Um, so working with a coach is great because you can get all that data, you can see what's worked well um, and you can get to a point where you've basically optimised a, a really good training split for that individual. Um, so another reason why um, it can be so beneficial working with a coach um, is to kind of hone in on that and kind of optimise that. Obviously if you're quite experienced 
you'll probably be able to do that yourself. But if you're maybe, you know, a beginner to intermediate, having the coach there will, will definitely help. But yeah, I think there are some crucial things when it comes to the split. I've obviously already mentioned them a little bit. Um, one is obviously your adherence. Um, it needs to be enjoyable, guys. Like you need to um, enjoy that split. Um, you need to be able to adhere to it um, and stick to the workouts week on week. If you're just hitting, you know, you've got three full body workouts and you're only managing to hit one on one day and then the next week you manage to hit three and then it's back. if it's sporadic like that, it's not going to work, guys. So you need to be able to stick to it for a long period of time. Um, I've had guys who, you know, I would originally have gone in with maybe a full body split because of their level, but actually switched into something which like push pull legs where they're getting maybe, and this is a three day split, sorry. So they're only getting frequency once a week on each um, body part. But um, that's worked better from an adherence point. It might not be the most optimal split, but it's worked better from an adherence point. You might not be getting the best results from it, but adherence is number one, guys. If you want to get some level of results, you need to be able to adhere to it. And um, I mentioned this, it needs to be progressible. I want to touch on that as well. Um, and you need to be able to recover from the amount of work you're doing. So... With that split, you know, you need to make sure that um, the amount of work that you are doing or the amount of volume, total volume in the in the sessions, you're able to recover from. Okay, so we want to um, enough volume so that we are creating some sort of adaptive response. You know, you're not just going into a session and getting no sort of benefit or stimulus from that. But at the same time, we don't want to program too much that we cannot recover. You know, a typical example of something you're not going to be able to recover from is if you were to train legs on Monday and then you had a leg session back on the Wednesday, but you were just getting loads of overlapping um, soreness between those sessions. That's also to do with the structure and, and um, the order of the workouts. But if you're just getting loads of overlapping soreness, I suppose a better example would be if you were to do that leg session on Monday and you had your second one on Friday, but you're still sore from that Monday session, then you probably program too, too much volume, right? The way I like to train is... I, I like to train to failure um, and there's debate on this in the, the fitness industry whether or not you know you go by the reps and reserve system or the the sort of training to failure approach. I argue there's there's always a middle ground between the two of these. Um, so typically I guess I do train in that sort of reps and reserve for the first couple of weeks of my block to adjust and get used to it and then the weeks on from there on out are to failure. And as long as I'm recovering from what I'm doing, then I know I'm growing and I'm not leaving anything um, left on the table. The argument is from the reps of reserve camp is like, you know, there's been a lot of research and studies to, to suggest that actually training like close to failure, like with a few reps in reserve is just as beneficial as training to failure, but you're not getting the same fatigue as training to failure. So there's that argument. Um, and how do we actually quantify that? Um, so if you look at the studies, like, I mean, a lot of these studies are done in untrained individuals and we have to take studies because it is important to take the information from studies, but take everything with a pinch of salt and be your own scientist, adjust to what works for you and what you're able to recover from. So typically 
progressible for me would be progressing in some way or form and um, whether that be intensity over the weeks adding another rep adding a little bit more weight to the bar but i need to be able to do that for all my movements across the block if i'm not able to do that i've either programmed a little bit too much volume um, on that that particular muscle group or i could have rinsed that movement like i just can't eke out any more progressions and it needs to be rotated for a different type of movement that'd be typical in the sense that i've been running a block for a long period of time um or it might be because my recovery is terrible like outside of the sessions which is quite often the case not not necessarily for myself but a lot of people you know um, they're not getting good sleep they're not eating enough to support their recovery demand um, so yeah it's so important that what you're doing out of the session is also in line uh, with your with what you're doing um, and, and the recovery demands that are placed on you from the work you're doing in the session so it needs to be pro progressible you need to be able to recover so in order to progress we need to be able to recover from those sessions um, and then obviously I mentioned that the split needs to meet your needs and your requirements as well. You know, if you're doing men's physique, you're not going to be having tons and tons of focus on the legs. You, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't train legs because the physique can look very unbalanced. If you were to do, uh, maybe if you're a female and you're doing classes like uh, bikini or, or the wellness class, maybe you have a little bit more emphasis on the glutes. So, you know, what does your, if you're competing, what does your class um, require you to do if you're more a lifestyle client what can you fit within your life and what suits your goals is it enjoyable that's so important is the split actually enjoyable for you um, is it something that you could stick to long term so um, I'm going to leave it there for today guys um, I hope I hope I didn't waffle too much I said I didn't really have notes in, in this uh, podcast today um, but next week i have joven on which is very exciting um and we will have hopefully a nice long discussion about his season last year and his plans for the future as always guys if you have any questions please do um, feel free to drop me a dm on instagram or if you'd like to join my team for coaching please feel free to fill out a um, consultation form you can go on my um, Instagram it's just a five minute form or simply just send me a DM and I will get in touch okay guys I will catch you in the next episode